when I think about Juneteenth, it is a time to celebrate. It is a time to celebrate. And I, I hope that we don't just take Black History Month as the only time to celebrate. We don't just take Juneteenth as the only time to celebrate. But we, we celebrate every single year. And people ask me, well, why do we have holidays then? Why do we have these special days? Because sometimes we get so busy in life, we forget to sit down and meditate on what really took place. What really happened that allowed us today to be able to enjoy our lives a little bit better today because of what has happened in the past, the sacrifices in the past, things that have taken place. That's why there's a, a specific day so that we can sit down and marinate on it. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Twins Talk It Up. My identical twin brother and I are excited as we have now hit the century mark. Well, it's not 100 years, but it's our 100th episode today. And we're so excited that you are joining in to listen to this. We want to thank you for listening and for supporting us and for being part of this amazing and successful journey. We love being able to put forth content that we believe you will enjoy and will support your professional life with their growth in the areas of communication and leadership. We're so appreciative of all the incredible guests that we have had on this program. They have been amazing. And we believe that the content generated from those special guests can be beneficial to you. In this episode, we want to not only share some of our lessons learned throughout this 100th episode platform that we've had, but also touch on the history of Juneteenth. As you know, it is very significant within American history. In our recent release book, Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking can be beneficial to you as well. Can you believe this, Dave? 100 episodes already? Dan, it's exciting. And I, I love your energy today. And the fact that we are now at 100 is amazing. I, I'm blown away. And in some ways, it's really difficult to put into words what this means that we are here. Being in this position to put forth content through our unique voice. We're identical twins. That makes us different. But we're so much of the same. We have the same conviction, same passion, same goals with this program, with this platform, but we're excited to be able to share these things with our listeners. You know, in some ways, it makes sense that we're at 100 episodes, Dan, and the fact that we're still going. I feel this way because I believe in what we've been building. I believe in what we're doing. I believe in what we're putting out there, and I love that. It's amazing how fast we've gotten to this point, but I'm humbled at the same time. Because what we started was just a project. You and I just wanted to do something together. We just wanted to do a project. We wanted to come together with a little vision, have some fun, and it has grown. It has grown to a point where we have incredible guests, 
They come and make contributions on our platform. They've helped us to elevate our voice, to elevate Twins Talk It Up. And the fact that we can continue to do this really makes me happy, Dan. That we could do this together, that makes me happy. I love it. This is what is so exciting about doing this with you, Dan. Yes, I'm thrilled about the number 100. You know, David, this Danny and uh, I totally agree with you and I appreciate the leaders who have agreed to share their voice, share their story and their hopes for our program. It has been, I don't know how to say this, just, uh, just inspiring to have you know, individuals who are leaders in their organizations, who run their own businesses, who have taken time away to share their knowledge with us and with our audience. I just feel really special about that. David, what have you learned about yourself now that we are at 100? That's a great question, Brownie. I would say that this process as a whole has strengthened my belief in what we're doing. I've grown so much as a professional. I've grown in ways that have shaped and changed the way I approach business. I believe that Talk It Up, Twins Talk It Up, has been one of the best leadership, communication, and business programs out there. And it's my goal, my hope, Dan, that this program only continues to grow in that way, that more and more leaders, once they grasp what we're doing, that they're going to instantly become followers. They're going to fall in love with our program. They're going to download our program. They're going to share our program because they see the value in what we're bringing with the diverse voices that we bring on board in terms of our guests, with the topics that we're covering. This is what I love. So I've grown to love our program I've grown to love the ability to express ideas in a way that I think hits a cross diverse population. I love that we've been able to bring entrepreneurs on, thought leaders, business leaders, authors. It's been a fun, fun journey. I would say that what I really loved and is highlighting the people we bring on, these professionals, it, it's my goal that they believe that their time with us is the best experience that they have ever had on a podcast. That's what I really hope. That's what I've learned is that if you bring on great people, if you have great topics, you deliver great content, people are going to have a blast doing it with you. People are going to have a blast following you. And more than that, Dan, I've been having a blast on this journey with you, my twin. So I would say it strengthened my belief in what we're doing. It strengthened my belief in what we're providing. And that's why I think this is so important. And I'm glad that we're at 100. Honored to do it with you, bro. This is Danny, and I appreciate that. I would have to tell you, for me personally, uh, what I've gained through this is just love love the fact that I'm hearing from our guests. Wow, those are some really good questions. Those are some really good questions. That's what I love. We're, we're not just here to have guests come on and not probe them. We're here to make sure they are providing nuggets of wisdom and real value for our audience. And that is what I feel that I have personally learned is how to better situate the guests to feel comfortable, to feel comfortable, but also how to make sure we ask more deep, insightful questions. That is what I really feel like what separates us from other, other platforms today is that we're actually bringing in guests and asking the real good questions. Hey, what have you learned? What are you going to share with us? Uh, we want to know so that we don't make the same mistakes. And that's really what it was all about. You know, even though we're at 100 episodes, I feel like time has just went by so fast. And we're yeah. just now getting started. 
to do even more. I'm so excited about our next set of upcoming guests. I'm so excited that there are some guests from our audience have requested that they come back again. And so we're going to bring back some of the guests again. We are excited about our book. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that later as well. But I want to thank our team members. I think we've had a great support team, a great support staff. I want to thank uh, the fact that we brought on more staff members. We brought on a, a better marketing team. Uh, I, I would tell you that we wouldn't be able to do where we are today. We wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't be able to do what we've done today without a great team. I mean, it yeah. takes a lot to put on a podcast. It takes a lot to put on a YouTube channel. It takes a lot to write a book and to publish a book. It takes a lot to do all these things and to go and interview guests and bring on the guests. All that stuff is not done just by wishing. It was taking a lot of great teamwork. So that's what I appreciate, David. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Uh, let me share this as we get going here. For our listening audience out there, if you really are a fan of our program and you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're downloading these episodes. That really helps our program to gain traction to get it out there to other leaders other professionals it gives us the ability to share incredible content incredible guests so please make sure you're following you're subscribing you're downloading our program i do also want to thank all the people that support us i tell you from the guests that we've had to the leaders that have come on the people that have encouraged us to finish our book the people that have supported us in the writing that we're doing. It, it's really helped to encourage my faith in what we've been building, Dan. I love that. I want to just take a moment to, to let our listeners know that 
that we at times throughout our program, throughout our recording, you might hear the word brownie. You're like, what does that mean? And I think what I want everybody to know is that my brother, his nickname is Brownie. And it started when we were in high school, people got us confused. And one of our friends said, hey, Brownie, my twin turned around first and his excitement was stop, stop, don't matter. Which one are you? Danny. Okay, everybody, Danny is Brownie. If you just say Brownie, that means Danny. And it kind of just stuck. And from the people that know us, if I say Brownie, they automatically know it's Danny. So if you're a super fan of the show and you hear me say Brownie, you just know right now that means Danny. So Brownie, between the two of us, you're more of the history buff. I appreciate after our first year, our freshman year at Howard University, you began to volunteer, go to different high schools. You began to, to teach about African-American history. Now, no, you weren't a professor, but because of the upbringing we had and the school we went to was predominantly uh, Caucasian, you felt like there were a lot of students there that didn't have the exposure or education to understand our history. And so the teachers would allow you to come back and actually teach workshops or teach uh, um, about African-American history that they should know. And you were able to do that because a lot of our students were growing up, honestly, with a lack of understanding a lack of the, what I call education, and therefore a lack of appreciation. And when you're not exposed, when you're not taught, you really don't know. And so we can get angry all the time. Hey, what's wrong with you? Why don't you understand this? They were never taught. Now, as they get older, it should be upon themselves to take that attitude of, I want to learn, and they should go out there and learn. But the truth be told, if you're not exposed to that, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to understand it. So for a lot of our listeners out there, you probably grew up and didn't really know what Juneteenth was. And Juneteenth is such an important holiday. Well, a recent holiday, it's the most recent holiday we've had, right, Dan? But it's a, such a significant event. And I think it's important that we talk about that because I don't want us to ignore the past, even if it's painful. We can't just slap a bandaid on what's happened in our history and assume that everybody's just okay. We're the greatest ever. No, we have to acknowledge, we have to accept wrongs, and we have to continue to make changes we can't be fueled by fear. So much of our politicians, so much of the news wants to push us into extremes and be fear-based. We want to push people to be afraid of what could happen instead of accepting the possibility of a better future for our children. Can we stop pushing fear? I know it drives ratings. I know it brings in money and viewers but we got to start pushing the right messages out there so that people can understand why we have these holidays, why we celebrate MLK Day, why we're going to be talking about Juneteenth. Dan, you're the history guy. Let's touch on it real quickly and why it's so important for us to know. Well, David, I would uh, have to tell you, I remember back in high school, and as you said, uh, there were only a few of us in high school. And one of the guidance counselors, Miss Ann Washington, said, look, you love science, engineering, and math. Why don't you teach Black History Month and focus on the inventions that were done by African-Americans? And that's how it all began. I started um, researching and I started looking at different individuals online and, and it opened up my mind to realize the contribution that was done uh, over the years that sometimes were not acknowledged, that sometimes the contribution that was done had to be sold by somebody who wasn't African-American, who was white, in order to get that product into the market. 
And that's really how it began. That's how I think that's how I could say my public speaking began was uh, was a little challenge by Miss Ann Washington. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Dave. I want us to celebrate this the whole month because I think it's very special. And even our um, upcoming uh, Black Channel Partner Alliance nonprofit that we're doing, Dave, it, it, that we have coming up, we have a Juneteenth celebration as well that you're leading. So we're really looking forward to that. And what we have having a, a real college professor come on to speak is going to be quite amazing. Yeah, I love that, Dan, oh. and I agree with you. I, I think it's in, encouraging to be able to see that more and more of the companies around our country, universities, institutions are acknowledging that this event happened, that what President Abraham Lincoln did with the Emancipation Proclamation when he declared that all persons held as slaves are and henceforth shall be free, uh, that took place in January 1st of 1863. But where Juneteenth came from, Dan, as you note, in terms of teaching history, it wasn't for another two and a half years later. In 1865, June 19th, as you mentioned that date, a Union General uh, Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas, and he proclaimed to that state, to the leaders, that all enslaved persons were free. If you think about it, even after two years since the Emancipation Proclamation was declared, progress was, and Dan, the truth is, at times now, progress can be slow. So June 19th, or what's commonly known as Juneteenth, became a celebration of that event that day, and it's something that we should keep in mind. And this is why we have holidays, why we have days like this set aside, so we can stop, so we can acknowledge, so we can make changes, so we can grow in our gratitude and appreciation and continue to push forth a message of building the right type of country with true equity and elevate this is what we need to do. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Dan. Well, David, I think right now, what we need to understand is, even though it's uh, what I call 2022, and I think this is funny, is that sometimes it takes a while for change to happen. It takes a while for something good, the impact to, to go through. Yeah, it might have taken a couple of years because they had to take that message all the way down south. Yeah. But I feel like even in 2022, that when something happens, it just takes a long time for change. Even with the, man, the mass shooting that took place. I feel like every year it's the same thing every single year. And it's discussion points, but no changes really happen. It's just really alarming to me when I see that. But when I think about Juneteenth, it is a time to celebrate. It is a time to celebrate. And I, I hope that we don't just take Black History Month as the only time to celebrate. We don't just take Juneteenth as the only time to celebrate. But we, we celebrate every single year. And people ask me, well, why do we have holidays then? Why do we have these special days? Because sometimes we get so busy in life, we forget to sit down and meditate on what really took place. What really happened that allowed us today to be able to enjoy our lives a little bit better today because of what has happened in the past, the sacrifices in the past, things that have taken place. That's why there's a, a specific day so that we can sit down and marinate on it. You know, just sit down and marinate on it. Um, David, why don't you talk about a little bit more about the impact of this event and what it means going forward and exactly what are you doing uh, in the nonprofit community as well to order to make sure that we celebrate this day. Dan, I appreciate you asking and bringing that up. And it's so important to note that 
Juneteenth, as you mentioned earlier, as we've been talking about, is such an important event, such an important time for us to push that pause button and ask ourselves, what progress are we making? What are we really doing to provide true opportunities for people of all color background to have access to new jobs, new positions, new wealth? This is what we got to be doing. And so I think organizations are asking themselves more, what can we do? How do we go beyond just marking this as a nice occasion or a nice holiday? How do we see this changing? And I think for me, the way I look at it, Dan, and you and I are both in a similar space when we're consulting business owners, is that we've got to try to look at it from this standpoint. It's not enough to appoint one person on your board and that person be the minority that's filling the role of chief diversity officer. No, when we start seeing boards becoming 50% diverse, Blacks, Asians, Latino, women, then that's when we're starting to make some true change in our country. When we start seeing not the small organizations, I'm talking about the largest firms in our country, the largest tech firms, the largest business firms, the largest financial firms, that's when we know we've been making true change. It's got to go beyond the conversation. It's got to go beyond the focus groups. It's got to go beyond just having somebody appointed as a chief diversity officer. It's got to go beyond just giving HR a green light to implement a course or training that they may get from one of our programs. We've got to be able to see at the very, very top where the money matters a diversity of this leadership group. I think what's interesting the other night, we're watching uh, some of the uh, NBA playoffs and we were talking about how in the NBA, half of the league is now full of African-American coaches. We don't have any women coaches yet as head coaches yet, but I believe we're gonna get there. But we don't see half of the MLB in terms of African-Americans. We don't see half of the NFL in terms of African-Americans, we've got to continue to see some changes. We've got to continue to see the shift in leadership. I, I want to continue to see dialogue, programs. I want to see in our education system from elementary school, the teaching, the welcoming and embracing of different voices, that as a society, we go beyond just a conversation, that we provide more resources, and that we become more diverse and continue to grow in our acceptance of people because there's incredible talent. And you've noted many, many times in our program, Dan, through our research, that the more diverse our boards are, the more diverse our leadership teams are, the more productive, the more profitable our organizations become. So that's what I wanna see. And I get fired up about it because I think that we've gotta go beyond this, the little steps. And people go, well, Dave, we've made some progress. Yes, but we're not making enough. I want my children, their children, to be able to see the progress that we're making as a society, as a people. So yes, we've got to have this celebration. We've got to talk about it. I'm glad that organizations are starting to recognize that there are incredible talent out there and we can't just hire, groom based on what we're comfortable with. How about we get comfortable with being uncomfortable if that means greater growth, greater exposure, greater access for more people? And I believe that's what we need to do. This is the legacy we've got to build. So I'm happy, Dan, that we're talking about it. I'm thrilled that we're digging into it. This is why Juneteenth is so important. And I do hope that more and more of our leaders in our country, around the world, recognize contributions made by people of all backgrounds, all different uh, upbringings, because that's what's needed today. Um, 
Dan, you know, I want to kind of transition a little bit here. And I know we could do an entire episode on Juneteenth. We can actually sit down and maybe we should bring on in future episodes more leaders uh, and within that space that could talk about what's working within the organizations, what's working in their communities, what's been done to really shift the landscape, to change how we go about creating equality and bringing equity into every facet of our society. I mean, everything from housing to schooling. I, I, I really wanna look at this one day. We've gotta bring on some educators, Dan, to talk about this. Why are we as a country not one that provides free education? Uh, why are we as a country that doesn't provide free healthcare? What can we do to change that? I understand there's gun lobbyists. I understand there's farmer lobbyists. I understand all this is going on because it's about profit, but we can still be an incredibly profitable country when we give everyone the same access. And I think that's what people are afraid of. They're afraid of letting go, but we got to talk about that one day. But what I want to do now, Dan, what I want to do now, Brown, is talk about a book. Um, because what really gets me excited is to know that you and I were able to start this journey of the podcast, and now we've marked it with 100 episodes. We've started this journey with the book. And, you know, you kicked me in the backside. For our listening audience out there, my twin brother kicked me in the backside because we've been talking about putting together books based off our work, our trainings, what we do to help business professionals, organizations to be successful. And Dan said, we got to put these in books. And I said, yeah, sure, Dan, of course we're going to do this. Of course we'll get to it. And I'll tell you what really got me. And you might remember this, Dan, about two months ago, you said, Dave, you've been paying money every month for editing services and you pay a retainer policy or you have a retainer policy and you've been paying them every month. And I don't even know if we're using them. We, we've got our books. We've got our work collected. When are we going to get this across the finish line? And when you said that, it really opened my eyes to say, yeah, we're spending money. We've made the commitment. We just haven't done it. And we sat down. I don't know if you remember this, Dan. We sat down and we just started working on this, working on this. And literally over a course of about a month, we got the material that we have from our trainings. We got the resources that we wanted to put together and we put it over to the editor's hand and said, here. <laughs> and even after all this was done, I was thinking about making more changes. And you said, nope, nope. There's always a second edition. You don't have to put everything you teach on, Dave. You don't have to put everything we've done in terms of our trainings. Let's just put something out there that we know will be a valuable resource for people. So I'm happy to say that we were able to put a lot of our resources in our book. I'm happy that we were able to put some of our training in this book because we wanted to design this book regardless of what skill level you had whether you are a seasoned speaker or you're really a novice and uncertain of your own abilities, we wanted you to be able to pick up this book and grow in your ability to present with confidence. Warren Buffett himself said that it was the greatest skill any professional, any professional could grasp and learn because it could increase their value by 50%. Think about all the times you were overlooked for that promotion all the times that you just felt like you were bypassed for that position or for the ability to get up and speak before your peers. This is gonna help you. This is gonna support you. This is why we put this together because we wanted you to grow not only in your professional career, but also in your personal life. Dan, I don't know what else to share because I know we're gonna dig into this book a little bit, but, but I think our, our purpose of putting this together wasn't just to help professionals, but we wanted to design this book around 12 simple chapters 
We also put a section there called workshops where this was like seven of our workshops, seven of our trainings that we've delivered in the past to other organizations. And we said, let's just put it in a book that's simple. So this is what I thought about when it comes to our book is, hey, let's start getting our voice out there and let's start putting this out there. Bernie, um, what have been your thoughts and what do you think readers are going to get when they pick up our book as a resource? Hey, thanks. I appreciate you uh, saying that. But, you know, one of the things they're going to get is a good reference guide. That's what they're definitely going to get. And uh, I think it's very important when they pick up this book. There's a lot of activities as well. And I want to challenge people, as David said, it doesn't matter if you're a seasoned veteran or if you're a junior uh, individual just now starting to pick up the ability to speak in public. This is going to be a great book for you. There's all sorts of different techniques and guides in here, and I'm so happy about that. Uh, what I will say is to our audience, it does take a lot to put together programs like this. And it is very important that we do acknowledge our wives and our children for allowing us to spend extra hours and time away to make sure we finish this to give it to the masses, to give it to everybody out there. And yes, it would have been great to spend more time with our kids and our, and our wives, and, and we're just grateful for their forgiveness. But we felt that this was very important to get this out there. We have different forms of public speaking we talk about. We give you opportunities of how to deal with anxiety. There is, there is, there is one thing that people fear more than flying. <laughs> it's public speaking. Yeah. So if we can help you to overcome that, we have a section in our book for that. Instead of using um and like and you know, we have ways to help you overcome that. We have this thing called the power of the pause. We're going to give you so many techniques that when you speak, people will take notice. They will pay a special attention to you. We're so excited about it. And then we have this one called imposter syndrome. Dave, we did a whole <laughs> podcast episode on that as well. And I'm going to tell the audience, if you get an opportunity to speak and people are listening to you, you do not have to worry about being fake. They're mm. there to gain the wisdom and knowledge that you have. So I want to tell the audience that. We have this thing called icebreakers, how to speak to the C-suite, and what to do when it comes to yes and no's in public speaking. That's very important. This book will give you all of that, and I'm so grateful for it. And as David said, there's so much more. We had to sit down and ask ourselves, which parts of our training, which parts of yep. our coaching should we put in the book so that we don't overwhelm people? I, look, we have one section right here called the elevator pitch, guys. You never know who you're going to be in the elevator with. You never know. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been in classes and people say, hey, give me the elevator pitch. Well, you know, I don't know how many times I've been on the elevator with a C-suite executive from a company I'm really trying to break into, and it's just the two of us. It just doesn't happen that often. And so we have to figure out how can you still do the elevator pitch despite other people around you. It is really exciting. I love it. Uh, what, what this book represents, David, is that we've been able to continue in this vision to do more together. And I'm yeah. so excited about our other projects coming out as well. People don't know. we got a couple more books coming out as well that we've been able to write together. We also are excited that now that the pandemic is starting to subside a little bit, David and I will be able to go on the road together. And yes. so, hey, you can book the two of us for the price of one. And then you could judge for yourself who's the better speaker on the stage. Yes, we've been competing since we've been young kids, and we're still competing to this day. 
And so I want to make sure our audience knows that. For those of you who pick up our book, you're going to find how easy it is to navigate the topics. It's not that big, but you'll be able to navigate the topics. You better go to the section that's so easy for you. And you know, we always think about public speaking being verbal, but there's some nonverbal aspects of it as well. We talk about uncross those arms. Yes. Anybody watch the SEC uh, uh, football commissioners and, and listen to the coaches that week? <laughs> and uh, Saban says he has no issues with Jimbo, but then puts his hands underneath his arms and is squeezing his squeezing himself. Right? That is that is very telling. He may verbally say he has no issues, but his body language says another thing. I just thought that was quite interesting and quite profound when we think about that. Dave, what are you, what are your thoughts on all of that? I agree, Dan, and I'm so glad that you bring that up because one of our good friends, Dan Hill, who's really an expert in facial recognition, he was on our podcast before. We're going to bring him back, but it's true. Body language is so important. And it's often overlooked. People will say, Dave, I want to be a better speaker. I want to get on stage. I want to crush it. I want to leave meetings with, with such power and passion. I want people to stop and listen to me. I want to become more influential. And they think that all they have to do is work on perfecting their verbal communication. The reality is that your body language, the nonverbal cues, speak louder. Let me say that again. Speak louder than the actual words you use. If you look one way and you say something else, chances are people are going to focus more on how you look than what you say. And this is why it's more important to keep that in mind. And that's actually a section of our book. We talk about that as well. If you want to look into that, that's in there. I want to, I want to say something that's really interesting about the book, Dan. It's been so much fun, and you're right. And thank you, Dan. Dan and I have a, such a unique relationship in terms of our upbringing as twins. We do so much of our Korean culture, our African-American culture, growing up around the world. We've been exposed to so many different cultures, so many different types of people. And one of the things that's been interesting about our upbringing is my brother is my young, okay? He is my older brother. And in so many ways, when we grew up, he was viewed in a different light than I was because he was the oldest sibling. And so he had different responsibilities put on, different challenges that he had to embark on. And so even though we were identical twins, there were times that we weren't really quite the same and we were treated differently, but that helped set the stage for so much of how we grew up and respected each other. And as we've gotten older, what I love about my twin is that there've been a lot of times he's kind of just shifted and said, Dave, no, you take the, the front of this. You take the charge on this because this has been more of your passion. And that's allowed us to really gel together in building this practice, building this public speaking platform and helping professionals to grasp this material because we want them to know that it doesn't have to be just your way. You can learn how to build and keep your same authentic voice and learn strategies from other people to become a better presenter. And so in this book, Dan, I've had so much fun. I'm glad you brought up the whole imposter syndrome. I'm glad you brought up speaking with the C-suite. And where this came from, really this chapter was when I was invited to speak before a group of CTOs and CIOs. And as the speaker, they wanted me to come in, believe it or not, to talk about how to speak to the C-suite. And I'm sitting there going, but you guys are members of the C-suite. And the person that was leading it said, yes, we might be all members of the C-suite, but there are times we don't know how to speak to the other members of the C-suite. We tend to be 
overly expressive. And I'm not talking emotionally, I'm talking about material information, the TMI. We give so much information that some of the other members of the C-suite just feel like it's too much. They get a little bored, they push it to the side. But when this pandemic hit and affected the entire world, the CIOs, the CTOs became, they, they were on the front line of the battlefield, so to speak. And they had to put forth solutions to help organizations grow. And so what was important for me was to go there and deliver a presentation to help them speak with confidence, clarity, and to move the other members of the C-suite. And I remember sitting down with you, Dan, we, we started coming up with this together. And I said, Dan, what would you do? Because I've talked to C CEOs before, I've talked to CFOs and COOs, and you helped me to craft this workshop and it was awesome. I love to focus on KPIs, speaking in their language. What do they care about? Focus on that. I love being able to say, can you say it with less words? You know, less is more is what we talked about. And that really helped produce an incredible workshop. That's why we had to put it in the book because so many of our readers, so many of our audience members, they're business professionals and they've got to be able to speak with confidence and clarity. I want to, I want to kind of bring something else up, Dan, that really helped me when I was thinking about this book, I really got excited when I started thinking about my clients and the people I was coaching and how they felt like they were able to grasp something called the power of the pause. And people say, what does that mean? That's something you and I came up with, right? We also have what we call the speaker zone, like the strike zone, the speaker zone. But the power of the pause, the reason why that was important for me to talk about, Dan, or in, and want to put in the book is people don't realize that filler words naturally come when you don't know how to transition or they come when you're insecure, when you're just nervous. And when there's silence, people don't know what to do with that sometimes. The power of the pause was born to help our students and our clients understand that when you just zip it for that quick moment, it gives your audience a moment to marinate, resonate, soak in what's being said. Think about how many times you've been at a presentation and a speaker said something to you. And by the time you start to process what's being said, that person's already moved on. It gives your audience a moment to soak in what's being said and it helps them to retain what's being said. But the power to pause is also good for you because it gives you a second to breathe. It gives you a second to collect yourself. It gives you a moment to be able to say, now I know what to do. I'm gonna reset and I'm gonna keep moving on. That's the power of the pause. And I believe without a doubt, Dan, from a lot of my trainings, that that's been one of the biggest compliments we've gotten over our trainings has been the power of the pause. Any thoughts that you have, Dan? We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. 
Whether you're looking to develop a spectacular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. You're absolutely correct. When somebody pauses, you get a chance to marinate on what they said. But also, if you weren't paying attention, all of a sudden you're looking around like, wait a minute, what's going on next? And that brings the audience back in. So look, if you pause so you can think about your next thing you're going to say or you want to really get your thoughts back together, but yet you want to say something more powerful or you want to transition it to something else, it's actually a good thing. It's not negative at all. I'm going to tell you that right now. I think it's not a negative thing at all. And you brought up something that was interesting. We talked about the nonverbal communication as well. And there'll be times I go to conferences and we go to a lot of conferences and roadshows for our companies. And you see somebody walk in the room and you just look like, whoa, who is that? Then they get on the stage and speak like, wow. But the way they carried themselves into the room yes, with confidence is almost as if they were gliding across the stage. They didn't have their heads down. They weren't drooping. They did not fumble with their hands like this or put their hands behind their back. They walked across confidently. And I just felt that at that time, I didn't care what this person was talking about. I want to hear. Yes. I want to hear. And that is really what we're trying to tell our audience. You know, communication is very complex. Very complex. However, these are little tips that we're giving you to help you. How to speak to the C-suite. All the time I think about the, the different people that we have to speak with. And when I'm speaking to somebody, if I know that they're a C-level executive or SVP or something like that, I keep it short and simple. I give them the, ma- the metrics that they're looking for, the KPIs they're looking for, things that would make them say, yes, that's what, I, that's what I'm interested in. Something that's really quick to read because these guys are reading thousands of things a day, thousands of stuff a day. And so they don't have the time to read paragraphs. So what do you want? Just tell me what you want. What is the metric I'm going to get and how am I going to get it done? How is this going to make me look good? And then as you go down the levels, you have individuals who, can, who want the clarity. Okay, what was important? What was the KPI that the executive said? But what is the clarity? How am I going to make it happen? What are the steps? And that's when you want a full page, a page and a half. And you get to the frontline workers. They need a full document to make sure they're doing their job right. So when you're talking to people, know who you're speaking with, know their title, know their position, know what's important to them. and actually what is important to their company, and then how is it going to make them look good? I guarantee if you think about these things, you're going to have a pretty good conversation. It's going to work out pretty well. And I'm really excited that this is something that will give you what you need to be successful. It will give you everything you need to be successful. We even have opportunities to write down your weaknesses and strengths. David called it the SWOT analysis. Look, you don't just do a SWOT analysis on your competition on potential clients you want to try to tackle, you got to do it on yourself. Yes. Do you know your weaknesses and strengths? Do you? 
And then what I really love, it's only a page and a half in our book. It's called your affirmation list. Mm. Listen, if you got to give a speech next week and you know it's coming up, I want to challenge everybody every day to just read this affirmation list every single day. Once in the morning and then once before you go to sleep. I mean, right before you close your eyes to sleep, you read these statements so you go to sleep thinking positive things about you. Think of positive things about why you're speaking, why the audience is there for you. If you do that, I guarantee you're going to wake up. You're going to feel like you can conquer the world. And that's what it's all about. Telling yourself the truth every single day because you are awesome. You are amazing. There is a reason why people have asked you to speak. There is a reason why people are attending to hear you speak. Know that about yourself and feel good about yourself. I think that's something that I really wanted to share with our audience, David, if you don't mind. No, I appreciate that, Dan. And and trust me, I'm all for sharing what moves you, what inspires you. And then, as Dan mentioned earlier, what we say to ourselves matters. And you have to be able to write your truths down. You have to be able to tell yourself because this world as a whole will tell you you're not. I remember growing up, and this is actually a part of our second book, we talk about finding our own voices, finding out who we are. Yes, we're twins. But you remember when we were young how... We had to dress the same every day. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's nice. But then the parents gave us the green light, dress the way you want. And I remember we would get up in the morning like, what are you wearing today? What are you wearing? Okay, I'm wearing something else. Because we had to find our own voice. And then when you gravitated towards the sciences and engineering and the math, and I thought to myself, that's not who I am. And I started gravitating more towards the arts and do the what I call business side. But then you end up becoming a trumpetist and you love playing music. And I couldn't figure out how to play music to save my life. So I got involved in other things. But we found ways to elevate who we are as individuals and yet still be twins. And I love that. Dan, as we close off today, I want to acknowledge so many people have expressed to me what they've gotten out of our books. I've gotten video testimonials, written testimonials, which has been great. And you'll start to see those on different platforms that we have. But I want to share of our latest Apple podcast review. And I'm actually telling you this because this person wrote this. And it was very, very kind of them. They said, dynamic content for all entrepreneurs. I'm a seasoned or newly seasoned entrepreneur and find David and Danny's conversations very helpful and relevant. Great work, guys. A plus, plus, plus. This is Stephen Farrell. He's a business owner. And so, Stephen, for you leaving a compliment, I'm going to be sending you a free copy of our book. And hopefully this will continue to aid your growth as an entrepreneur. But, Dan, as we wrap up, yes, it's exciting to have 100 episodes of Twins Talk It Up. It's exciting to know that we're about to go into our next century of episodes. I'm glad we were able to touch on the importance of Juneteenth and that we have to continue to make progress in our communities, in our workplaces, in our homes, in our nation. And I'm glad that you and I were able to touch on books. Dan, you're an avid reader. You're always talking about the latest book you're reading, the things you're learning, and you have more than enough books in your must-have collection. It's my hope that our audience, that our listeners, We'll look at Talk It Up as a book that will become a must-have for their collection, for their library. A guide to successful speaking. This is what this book is about. 
I hope this becomes a great resource for you. I hope this supports you. And as my brother and I stated earlier, we put a special out there on Amazon. If you go to Amazon today, you're going to see a special price. We're going to keep that up through this month before it goes to its regular price. But we want to keep it up for you. So pick up a copy of the book and please do us a favor. Share with us about your growth. Share with us about how Talk It Up has supported your success journey. Leave us an email. Put it on video so we can share this with the rest of the listeners, how this has been an impact to you and how it can be an impact for them. So keep supporting our work. Keep supporting our program. And my brother and I will see you on the next episode of Twins Talk It Up. Thank you, Brownie, for allowing me to do this with you, that we could do this journey together. And I'm excited for the next 100 episodes. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.